last time on Almost Heroes. The party is stopped on the road when they find a fancy cart being swallowed by the very road itself. The clay road began to take form into a monstrous golem towering over the party. A small gnome could be heard shouting for help from the cart, now partially embedded in the golem's body. Cosmo jumps into action with his trusty rope and attempts to lasso said gnome from the cart. All the while, Glenn had sent Poe to investigate a mysterious shimmer just up the road, only to have Poe destroyed upon investigating the area. Rangbrim shouts to distract the golem in hopes the gnome now freed by Cosmo's lasso can escape to a safe distance. Rangbrim and Cosmo engage the golem in combat. Glenn dashes towards the area where Poe was destroyed and begins a battle in magical darkness. Laying into his trainings with Shandrell, he was able to wound the assailant and after tracking his blood through the woods, was able to then find him. Rangrim and Cosmo continue, continually locked in battle with the golem were seemingly fighting an uphill battle as the golem, training its gaze on Cosmo, began attacking him relentlessly and continuously. Uh, the golem eventually falling apart, they check on the gnome Baldur, if I get that right, who after lamenting the loss of his possessions and his champions, he entices Cosmo and Rangrim with being his new champions in the upcoming fights in Rockdale Arena. Glenn, after finding the magic user who had been trying to escape, is able to interrogate this dragonborn and says he was paid to kill Baldor and he was allowed to live by Glenn, stated he may just finish this assassin's contract for him. And that, I think, is all I have. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. That brings us to episode 38, Rockdale Rumble. pick up with our almost heroes uh, riding up to the gates of Rockdale, accompanied by their new benefactor or possibly burden, Baldor the Bountiful. Uh, the sun is setting behind the Spina Peaks to the west, illuminating the city and the massive marble arena that sits at its center. As you all are riding up to like the outer gates of this like kind of large city, uh, or like, sorry, large town, small city. Uh, you, you can see that this town is like, has this protective wall around it, but also um, has like kind of a forest in its interior. It's it's it's, it's a whole town. Um, and there's almost like a tiered system to its buildings. Like they kind of go uh, from the outer walls. They're kind of like smaller and they kind of raise up around the center, uh, kind of culminating with this large arena that seems to sit at its, at its center. Um, so yeah, as you all are riding up, uh, kind of like accompanied by Baldor, who is continuously uh, regaling you with his, uh, you know, stories of his valor uh, and, uh, you know, heroism, uh, whether or not they be true. What do you all, uh, what do you all want to do? Uh, is there any, are there any guards at like the front of this gate? Does this just look like a town that you can kind of come in and out of? Just so, like a thoroughfare sort of thing? So you do see uh, that there is like an open gate uh, with some kind of like torches that are seeming kind of like being lit as you all are kind of approaching, uh, kind of as this wall is casting shadow down and getting a little bit darker as the sun goes by in the Spina Peaks. Uh, you can see that there are, they do seem to be um, maybe a, a couple forms that are kind of silhouetted there against the, uh, the torch light. Okay. And from what I can tell us, we're, sorry, what time of day is this? This is like so this, afternoon. The sun is the sun is going down behind the the Spina Peaks. I will say it probably gets it probably gets a little bit darker around here, uh, at least like casting darkness over the uh, the actual town itself uh, earlier because it's so close to the base of the Spina Peaks. Okay, can I tell probably, if they're like late afternoon? Probably. Can I tell what uh, like faction they're with? Do they look to be 
Boulder Fist guards? Do they look to be like from the Gold Break? Do they look to be some other Western government that I don't know about? It'd be pretty buck wild if they're Boulder Fist guards. guards yeah, quite, <laughs> quite throwing honest. out um, groups. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, part of the you know the the Jets, the Sharks. Which ones yeah, are they part yeah. of? It's, um, it's another no. thing that Cosmo owns. <laughs> uh, yes. Are you just looking with your uh, with your magical elven eyes, or you want to roll a, a perception check? Yes, I'll happily roll a perception check. Uh, an 11 plus six, I think. So 17 total. Okay. Um, yeah. So with that 17, you can see that they don't seem to have the telltale, uh, garb of the actual Imperial like army, like the, uh, but they do seem to, they seem to have more of like a calm, almost more muted tones. Like you can see kind of like a, a, a brown and like a kind of a gray blue, um, that seems to be adorning their, uh, their kind of attire. And are they... Okay, so they all are kind of wearing more or less uniforms. Yes, they do seem to be wearing consistent uniforms. They just don't seem to be uniforms that you've encountered before. Awesome. Um, I'm going to make, or Glenn is going to make as much mental notes of those outfits as much as possible, and then just kind of tuck himself back into the back of cart and hide himself away. He was previously a half-orc, but I think that hour would have passed for... Um, yes a spell that is escaping me right now but uh the from using the mask of many faces but um yeah, yeah he's gonna just kind of slink back in and let the cart drive us forward okay. i will say one thing that you would have noticed uh just you know kind of tying in from last episode uh you know the the blue dragonborn the kind of that ice blue dragonborn uh named orc that you encountered that you spared and let go back to town uh, you didn't see them on the road. Uh, you, you probably saw some, a blood trail for a little while, uh, but for some, whatever reason, uh, you didn't like encounter them. You didn't pass them as you were traveling. So that's one thing you might've, you might've noticed, uh, but, and then at some point you would have stopped seeing the blood trail. Uh, but for all, you know, they, you know, didn't make it back to town or if they did, they made it there some other way than, than walking. Okay. Awesome. That's, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rangrim, Cosmo, is there anything that you all want to do kind of uh, while you're approaching, aside from listening to Baldor, who's, yes, yes, I've been to this town multiple times. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've fought in the arena myself years ago. And, you know, just, you know, sometimes you, I got a, a trick elbow at this point. I can't just can't swing it like I used to, but. Well, Rangrim's just still just driving the cart and he's holding one of his like rolled cigarettes in his mouth that has like gone out like. 15 minutes ago and one of his eyes is just kind of twitching insane. as he just continues to drive the cart forward. Yeah, I want to paint a picture here that this this gnome, uh, this this very portly gnome who is if going to describe him as uh, Dr. Eggman-esque in stature uh, from, yeah, <laughs> it's very um, wearing these extremely lavish garb uh, is just kind of like standing between basically the two, you know, I believe Cosmo and Rangrim are sitting on the front of the cart uh, and just kind of like absolutely uh, spouting this uh, pretty close to your ears. So it would get pretty tiring. So uh, after you let yourself go there, uh, Boulder, do you have any context left in the arena? Of course, of course. How do you think that I'm uh, I, I am a uh, benefactor or patron of the uh, of the said fighting arena? It's only because of my wonderful and uh, heroic legacy that I've left. Right. Yeah, I'm sure you have a wonderful story about how you just arrived at such a wonderful position. But uh, save me the small talk, if you will, this time. And uh, anywhere particular we should head towards. Oh, well. 
they just can't just cut someone off like that as their mid story. I, 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 yes, there are places that we can go. I don't, and he's kind of looking at you all and kind of like looking and looks back and like, uh, we, we could of course stay in the, uh, the fabled arena of Rockdale, but uh, to, to save some coin, there is, there are more modest uh, places that we could stay. Uh, I, of course I could afford it, but you know, I, you, you all seem to be a little bit more of modest means. You judging this dwarf by his outsides? I haven't seen your insides, so I can only judge what I can see. Well, you're judging how much is in my pocket. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, are you? Right, uh... We got to start banging him on, or we're going to see what his insides look like right, pretty yeah, quickly. Yes, we, yes. We just, let's just get to town, and um, yeah, let's just keep, let's just keep going. Everything yes. is fine. There looks like there's plenty on the inside there, so we're just gonna go ahead and leave it there. You see, um, uh, both both of you all roll me just uh, roll me like just normal intimidation checks. Oh, sick! Uh, how I was natural one. one. Oh, okay. Well, it's all up to me then, I guess. It's terrifying as puppies. How does a fifteen do ya? Fifteen is good. Um, while he doesn't seem to uh, kind of take uh rangrim seriously the the kind of the affirmation of cosmo following up with a similar threat i think uh makes the kind of you see the color drain from his face much like a thermometer uh getting cold really quickly uh and kind of you just after a little bit of blustering of a (laughs) uh, they kind of just become quiet uh and and don't really say much (laughs) more as you all kind of continue to approach uh the outer gates of rockdale um, so is there any, as you all are getting a little bit closer and you are starting to see that, uh, these guards, they, they seem to be, uh, they're basically wearing these kind of like capes that are this, this, uh, brown in like dark kind of grayish blue and their uh, actual armor is this combination of kind of like a bronze and leather, uh, and kind of, you can see that there's, um, there's kind of like a, there doesn't seem to be any kind of like particular sigil, uh, but there's there's definitely just like it's it's very like mundane kind of attire that they're wearing, uh, and just normally like swords on their hips, uh, just kind of normal guard aesthetic. Um, but as you all are getting there, is there anything you want to do before you're kind of like within their eyesight, or uh, you just kind of roll on up? Say so they're uh, rock. Is it? Rain room. When rain room like looks around, who is he? Oh, that's me. It was the name that we um we thought of there. Isn't that um isn't that right, Bill? Dale. D- Dale. Mm. I'm not gonna screw that up. That's fine. It's a fake name. The... As long you know, as you... you know, I got trouble with. Hey, it's a f- it's a fake name. name. Yeah. No, it's not a fake name. I already all. told you my real name, Boulder. Remember? That's that's right. I, I do remember. It's it's been a long trip. <laughs> been a long day. Right, indeed, indeed, it has. Could do with the rest. Well, uh, we'll get you there soon enough. But uh, anyways, uh, Rain Glenn, were, were you planning on doing any kind of uh, chicanery before rolling up? Uh, no, I think current situation. Glenn's going to try to say. 
out of sight, out of mind, um, in the back. Okay. So it's a pretty closed up cart. So I'm just going to hang out back there until we stop. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, you all uh, kind of get closer to the gate uh, and the guard, uh, one of the guards kind of like kind of, kind of steps in front of the car. And he's like, Hey, uh, what's, uh, Hey, how's it going? Um, welcome to Rockdale. Um, what's, what's brings what brings you to town? And he sees, uh, a Baldor kind of stands up between the kind of you feel his like uh, protruding belly kind of stand up, kind of pushing your two shoulders out of the way on the on the the cart as they stand up to their full height. And goes, uh, we are of course here for the the uh, the tournament that will be taking place in a couple days. Uh, you can let us pass, of course. He's like the guard kind of looks up at him, and goes, "Who are you?" He's the um, famous uh, fighter guy, Baldor. Can't you tell by his lovely stature? You feel okay, Baldor? You know him here. We've we've heard all about how they know him here. He's a real hero. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, 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 of course. I, you know, I, I'm wearing something a little bit different than maybe before. I, they don't recognize me without my armor on, of course, and my my weapon. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, you can let us on through, of course. And the the guard just kind of like looks at the other guard, and they kind of just the one of them, the other one, just kind of rolls his eyes and is like. Well, if you guys are here for the fighting tournament, that's that's fine. Um, just you know, make sure you check in and do all the things you need to, and just uh, he just kind of waves uh, waves you on through, um, and you are able to continue uh, kind of unhindered. So, as you all are kind of traveling into entering into uh, Rockdale, so the town is is designed in almost these uh, these rings of buildings, um, with the arena in the center. So there's kind of like you're entering down this main thoroughfare along these buildings uh, coming in from the south um, and uh, as you all are kind of entering into the town uh, like it seems like it I mean it's kind of it seems like everything's kind of shutting down at this point it's getting like torches are being lit uh, you can see that like less people are kind of out on the streets um, but it just you know it you know there's there's smoke coming up from the houses it seems like a you know a very like densely populated like especially a lot more than some of the cities you've been in like probably four times the size of Whitport probably two to three size size the uh, times the size of Tintown uh, mm. as far as like the amount of buildings and a lot of these buildings are larger uh, two stories especially the ones that are kind of like uh, kind of encircling that central ring around the arena which seems to be obviously the center part of town uh, you know most of these are at least two stories and uh, yeah, it just seems like there's a lot more wealth, especially kind of centered on the the, the center of town. And so, kind of as you're as you're going down the central thoroughfare, um, roll me a uh, roll me a perception check for three of you. Mm. Sure. I perceive. I got a seventeen again. I perceive with a sixteen. Nineteen for 19. me. Yes, nineteen. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So then, as you're as you're entering the town, um, pretty quickly, uh, kind of like as you're passing what looks like this kind of opening between the buildings. That uh, as you're kind of looking, you it looks like it opens into like a kind of a courtyard to the left that uh, is like a, its own little kind of like circle of buildings. Uh, you start hearing the sounds of like sword fighting, like a uh, kind of weapon on weapon combat, and some people kind of like grunting and you know seems like they're uh, engaged in some sort of fight there to the left-hand side. Is that uh, your fighter friends there, Boulder? Oh, the, uh, 
I, I don't know if I, if I recognize them. It's, we're at quite a distance and my eyes aren't what they used to be, but that, that over there is the, uh, what they call the proving grounds. The, the proving grounds. You will... Yes, yes, of course. That's where the, any fighter worth their merit would be out there uh, swinging sword and shield at, at all times during the day to try to, you know, you know earn, their, earn their stripes and prove their mettle. Well, you must be a real hero amongst them. Oh, of course, stories. of course. Everyone knows of Baldor the Bountiful. Well, well the guards seem questionable best, but uh, we'll find somebody oh. that does, I'm sure. Oh, they're, you know, they're new. I, they're new to town. They, of course, don't, you know, my, my, uh, the, the tales of my stories have, have grown long and they, they, they might not have heard it, but yeah, they are of well, no mind to me. It's, it can't be much longer than your waistline, I suppose, but, uh, but I, uh, you need a hearty meal to uh, withstand uh, such extraneous combat. Yeah, I, Ringram doesn't speak, just fist bumps Cosmo. Glenn <laughs> chuckles from the back. <laughs> I, he kind of like, he kind of like uh, splutters and then just, I, the, well, I. It's all right. It's all right, Baldur. I believe you. It, if we were looking for some lodging, the there is an inn over by the proving grounds that they are. It is, uh, it it is one of the more notable ones in town, though uh, modest of of cost and they not the most luxurious, but uh, could well, be a, a safe place to to spend some time for the night. As I said, it has been a long it has been a long day, and your jabs have made me even wearier. Well, uh, where were you planning to uh, rest for the night? I just love hearing all your stories. I just would love a bedtime story. Well, of of course, uh, as your as your patron and benefactor, you will of course be putting me up in lodgings. Putting you up in lodgings. Well, there's a rollout bed on the cart. I will. I I will not be sleeping out on the cart. We will be. Well, you you all have coin, of course. We can. You you even bragged of your uh, of your vast wealth and all of the uh, the the. The value of your coin purse so you of course what? will be we'll, we'll be we'll be lodging at the uh at, at the inn well uh i don't think that I was think... us that bragged about our well i think i'm gonna look for some place to park my donkeys and like i'm fine with the car we sleep in this like all the time right i may have a lot of gold but i'm quite stingy with it i've saved yeah, for the finer things ale dwarven food mm-hmm. ale mm-hmm. yep that's about it. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Guys, there I, uh, is other food besides dwarven food. You know that, right? It's yes. It's but weird. I you guys call it dwarven food and not food too. That's kind of confusing. It's like third person food talk. Right. Well, uh, unless you would like to show us the finer things of Rockdale, uh, we were just gonna bed down somewhere with the cart. Oh well, you may not have noticed, but. I lost most of my wealth in that horrific accident that you were so kind enough to save me from. But with my patronage and oh, my, we noticed. my, well, I, as your benefactor, I will give you the opportunity to fight in the arena for me as my champions and win vast, vast wealth. And so, what, what is a couple of coins to live comfortably until for the next two days until a tournament? I, uh, I had a question. If you're you're the benefactor. We're we're putting you up. We're we're taking care of your stay. I, f- I feel like you and I have a different interpretation of what a benefactor might be. Well, I, I my 
contribution contribution to this is my stature that allows you to enter into the tournament. It barely got us through the front gate. Another fist bump to Cosmo, just silently. Glenn, Glenn throws a mage hand third one. <laughs> you feel it, you don't see it. We, uh, we're going to be able to get into this tournament off your name alone? Of course, of course. Why? What else would I, what else would I be heading to the town for with my, uh, unfortunately, my, my poor befallen champions and how I'm having to deal? And he's like, kind of like, 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 uh, you can see him kind of wiping his face. Like, I'm having to deal with this rabble and explain myself and Baldur the Bountiful. I would never. I, I, I see we might have uh, offended you. So we're apologetic for that. Uh, why don't you? Do, do you want to stay near the Proving Grounds, or do you want to stay somewhere nicer? I mean, we do. We are rather, you know, flush with gold at this time, as you said. I, I, am, I am friendly with the owner of the Fit Inn, and I, I, I believe that he would have a, a quite a nice, uh, even potentially could, you know, put us up at a discounted rate because of his friendship with the Baldor the Bountiful. So I, I would, like I said, we, we could stay, potentially stay within the arena itself. There is lodgings within there for the, uh, more favored champions of the arena, but as you all are kind of new and uh, un, unproven at this point, I don't know if we would possibly, even even the name of the mighty Baldor the Bountiful can only go so far. Well, I mean, we don't want to be de- de- defaming the name. We, we, need a, we need to keep the status. How, how are we going to keep, how are we going to get ourselves into the tournament if, if you can't even stay at the nicest places? Just just show us to the door. We'll be able to pay for it. We'll we'll take care of you. We'll put you up. I mean, you're gonna pay us back, right? That's that's how the benefactor works. When we win, you owe us uh, 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 three to eight, maybe tenfold, right? That seems right. Uh, it, it it seems that you all have have uh, have, have an issue with uh, with Baldor not paying for his his own way. I I I will be I will be happy to do so. I I, I don't want to. I don't want to have be in some sort of debt to you all. If there's a if there's some sort of issue, it, let just let us let us go. Let us let's let us head to the the fit in and and see if how far the name of Baldor the Bountiful can go. Yes, let us see if you can fit in. Is there a place we can leave our leave our donkeys behind? They're very very high quality donkeys. We do not just want to leave them on the street. Right. Oh, of course. Um. The, uh, the the benefactor of uh, of the fit in is also actually the the person who runs the fighters pit tavern so there there's plenty of uh, that that whole area is, is kind of their uh, area of of expertise they would be happy I'm sure to uh, house the these these well you called them donkey these these small horses that you have here it sounds sounds great do we want to do a, a loop around and give us a quick tour or do you want to go straight to the fit in because i feel like we've uh, been on the road for a little bit and it wouldn't wouldn't hurt to maybe no, you know, look no. at some shops I, I don't i don't i don't want to tour. i'll i'll make it on foot let's park the cart somewhere and i just need to i need to go to to a place i saw it i'm gonna we'll just go park the cart and i'm gonna go find a, that thing i wanted to oh, find okay sounds sounds good to the fit in, it is. <laughs> you all uh, kind of cut into the left there uh, through this uh, into this like courtyard that's kind of like ringed by these buildings, um, and you can see that they're all kind of like facing into this inner courtyard and um, with a kind of like a well in the center, and there is 
uh, one much larger building that seems to be kind of like two stories and has kind of like a big like front porch on it uh, that has a sign on the front of it that says fit in um, and on two sides of the uh, the the fit and the in is two flexing arms um, and then uh, you see a kind of a, a a building next to that uh, that's a little bit smaller, but it's like connected with the same kind of pat, like the patio from the fit in is connecting across uh, to this, uh, this place that's actually the tavern and it says the fighter's pit. Um, and basically just like in the same kind, like you can tell, like this is consistent, uh, like lettering across these, these two establishments. Um, and you can hear like some pretty like raucous uh, and kind of like uh, loud voices coming out. Um, but you can also see that kind of like behind you, uh, Rangram, you would probably recognize this too, is there is a, a building that is, it's strange because it's, you can tell that at one, one point it was a much smaller, shorter building. And then it seems like someone has literally raised the roof on it to a much higher stature. Like they basically just lifted the roof up and then you can see that there's a, a building that has been kind of like much more haphazardly uh, added on. So maybe adding like a good uh, eight feet to this building, uh, just kind of like haphazardly lifting it up. So it looks like kind of abnormally tall and narrow. A um, haphazard see, roof sounds terrifying. Sketchy at best. Uh, you can see outside of it too, Rangrim, that there is uh, what you would recognize as like forging. Uh, so, and, and kind of weapon racks and things of that sort. So you would recognize this kind of as like a blacksmith. And you, you can actually mm -hmm. see that there is like a, a kind of like a much steadier uh, kind of like column of smoke coming out of this tall, weird building. Um, and then as you're kind of entering into this courtyard, you can see that, you know, kind of to your far left, uh, you can actually hear and see the, the source of the, the kind of the clanging metal and the fighting. Um, and you see kind of within all of these uh, like figures and barrels and all, almost like all these things that you would you could see like weapon marks in them, like different kinds of like training dummies and whatever else and kind of like weaving in and out of them, you see these two figures. Uh, one of them is a kind of like a very burly uh, looking half orc who's like, their skin is like this gray and they're wearing uh, just kind of like leather, uh, kind of like leather armor that's cut off at the shoulders. And they're like, you can see scars all over them. Uh, and they're wielding just kind of like a, a long sword and they're fighting this, this other person who's just like a kind of like a human and they don't seem to be doing as well. And they're kind of like, they're hiding behind these, these test dummies. And you can see the orc kind of swings through them, cleaving it in half as they duck behind this test dummy. Um, and as you're kind of coming up and rolling up in the cart, the, uh, the half orc turns around and goes, Hey, we got some, Looks like we got some new visitors. Who, uh, what brings you here? And he kind of sees uh, Baldor kind of stands up again, proud, and goes, "Oh, oh my God, Baldor the Bountiful! This guy, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy's back again." Hey, uh, oh yeah, who have um, you brought some new champions in, huh? Uh, that's that's uh, okay. Well, so who do we have here? Can I insight check onto how? excuse my language, fucked we are, that we're with Baldor the Bountiful. <laughs> Can I try to I'm gain not, an assessment of how screwed we are? Like, do we just immediately have, like, a black X, like, over our faces in the little the little box? Roll, uh, roll an inside check. I don't even know if I'm good at it, but I'm, like, actually kind of concerned for our characters at this point. 15 total. Um, okay, so from 15, you can tell that... Uh, for one thing, this person absolutely recognizes Baldor. Uh, that's that's genuine. Uh, and then also, <laughs> you don't feel super good about uh, the way that he kind of uh, the the way that this uh, half orc kind of uh, 
alluded to the fact that you all are kind of his new champions alluding to the fact that potentially there's been a few, a, bunch of a, few a few of them um and just kind of uh maybe mm-hmm. maybe it, things didn't end up as uh, as well for all of them and that those dead champions in the you know on the way here may not have been the first ones to you know to meet that fate right. um great so just to just to so you all have the name um the uh, the half orc kind of walks up to the cart and uh kind of leans on it and puts a hand out to i assume rangram goes hey uh my name's um my name's reynolds uh, who is named for Brandon Reynolds? Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, up, down, and around on Twitter. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So uh, Reynolds kind of comes up to your cart and uh, puts his hand out to Rangrim, a very scarred and uh, calloused hand, probably similar to what Rangrim's is. <laughs> yeah, my name's my name's Reynolds. Um, so Reynolds, right? Um, yes, I did. Yep, I did just say that. So, like, when you say new champions. So this is, is this like a common occurrence with, um, um, I Co- Cosmo, Cosmo leans so in much. and is like, uh, he's like, well, uh, my friend Rock likes to skip the small talk. This is Rock. My name's Dale. Yep. That's what I said. Right. He, his face just kind of turns and, and looking at you both and he's going to roll an inside check on that. Or, uh, or I guess, uh, pers- yeah, inside check. But you rolled really good. Uh, so he, he basically looks at you and goes, Rockdale, huh? That's um, that's convenient. Uh, I guess I never considered it, but uh, I suppose you, so. It would have probably been a lot less obvious if you had said it Dale Rock, maybe? Maybe. Just, yeah, I'm not going to tell anyone whatever you want to go by. Yeah, you can go by, you know, Poops McGee for all I care. It doesn't matter. I don't get Whatever you want to enter into the contest as... It doesn't matter. Um, as, yeah, as, but uh, as, as he of, says that, uh, Glenn's going to emerge as a uh, a human. He's using the mask of many faces, another charge, and he's going to stand up, kind of out the back. Go, did someone, did someone say my name? Hey, poops McGee, and just sticks his hand out and goes to shake <laughs> Reynolds' hand. But right. um, he shakes your hand and is just like absolutely belly laughing at this point. Oh my, but Aldor, where do you find these guys? This is, I, you know what? I'm going to be sad to see these ones go. I really am. These ones, they seem great. Uh, are you all staying the night? What do you, do you need someplace to put these, uh, these, wow, I, no one really travels with donkeys. This is, this is different. Uh, do you, I, can, I have a place I can put them and we can hitch them up and give them food and whatnot. You know, we can put it as part of the cost for staying. Uh, you know, we can, you want food, you want drink, you want a place to stay. We got it all here. It's kind of a, a package deal. Is this your establishment? This is this is the uh, the proving grounds, the fighting pit, the fit in. These are all it's all kind of part of my uh, you know been it, you know just seem like the the right kind of uh, right kind of vibe to give it with a uh, is such a fighting based economy here in Rockdale. Well, I think uh, our friend here said he was going to negotiate the the prices with you, so we'll go ahead and let him handle all that while we you know unload the cart and take care of our girls here. And just a quick note. Our donkeys still have very braided hair and like are like absolutely gorgeous. Because I every single time we go to Tin Town, I spend at least twenty gold pampering them. <laughs> we're we're like uh, go ahead actually. It, no no I was gonna say uh, Cosmo's gonna lean in and just. But uh, back to my friend's question, is it okay that we're throwing in fake names with uh, 
folder. Who do you say that to? Uh, to Reynolds. Uh, I mean that's yeah that's that's your own thing. Uh, you know, uh, Rockdale and Poops McGee. Uh, you know if. <laughs> You know, whatever, like I said, whatever you want to go with, uh, that's, you know, I, if that's what you written, want written on your tombstone, that's, you know, that's, that's you, between you and your God. Well, it was mostly just if, uh, should I be happy that I'm using fake names with, uh, Mr. Boulder here? Uh, you're, what, you're, you're, he kind of leans in and goes, you're saying it kind of loud if you're hiding your true names from him, because now he knows, he absolutely knows that you're using a fake name. Right, yeah, well, I... Why the hell are we whispering? <laughs> I've sure. been confused about this since we went through the gates. If we're being totally honest here, I've not, what what is a poops McGee? Yeah, it's me. I've been traveling with you this whole time, Dale. Come on, and I'm gonna hop out of the cart I'm and rock. start unmounting the donkeys and leading them to wherever Reynolds wants me to take them. Okay. Um, yeah, Reynolds, uh, Reynolds leaves you around the side of the, uh, kind of, uh, around the side of the, the fit in, you can see that there is actually kind of like an, an open, uh, area that's kind of like barn-esque, kind of like a, think of like a carport, <laughs> carport-esque barn uh, that has hay on the ground and has some, uh, some places for, uh, to kind of like corral, uh, the donkeys and give them food and whatnot. He goes, yeah, I, it's, uh, you know, it's only, it's golden night to, to keep them here. Uh, you know, for both of them, it's fine. I, <laughs> I, you were talking about, a. A discount for uh you know being with old baldor there um who seems to be you know I, I will say that he does he does consistently bring in new clientele so i i guess i can uh you know he doesn't always tell them that there's a there's a discount seems that but they always seem to kind of pay for him so uh yeah i mean you you, you all can stay uh drinks are you know i can't discount the drinks but I can I can discount the stay, so you can keep them here for a, a golden night, and then you know you all can have a, a room each. You know each room will be a golden night on top well, of that. I'm so. just gonna sleep in my, in the in the car with, with my donkeys. Is that fine? I mean, it's fine with me, but the guards might have something to say about it. They don't like you know they don't like people sleeping out in the out in the town unless you kind of hide yourself. Well, it, it's we got like a whole thing. It's really nice. It's gonna, trust me. Mm -hmm. Put a lot of work into it. This. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, you can just pull it around the back, I guess, uh, around the side of the um, the fighters pit, and you know maybe there's a little there's some tree cover over there, and maybe they they won't notice. But if if you're setting up like a whole campsite in town, they they might have something to say about that. They don't really like that kind of thing. Well, if if I'm being honest, and he kind of leans leans in, he's like to Reynolds, he's like, I hate this guy. <laughs> I just need to not be anywhere near him for any longer. <laughs> Or else, or I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna say what I'm gonna do. I know what um, uh, Sloops McGee wants to do to him. Um, I, I just don't want to be in the same building with him sleeping. Hey, you know that's that's totally your thing. Um, that's fine. I can also put you on like the opposite side uh, of the rooms if you want to do that too. Opposite side of the, you know, you won't hear him. Well, I mean, you might still hear him. He's pretty fucking loud, but. Uh, at least you'll be far away from it, but you're, hey, dude, whatever you want to do, camp out here. That's fine. Like I said, you might just get some visits from the guards if you, uh, if you become too, too well known or too, you know, your presence become known to them. All right. Well, I am a law-abiding citizen, and he winks at now sending the card poops McGee. Glenn <laughs> just smiles like, yeah, you're gonna do what you want to do, anyways. And I guess once we park the cart, I just start helping 
help setting it up so it's like the full spread again so it's comfortable okay. and not just a cart yeah so i'll say that um you kind of set it up just or, kind of to sorry the... hold on Rangram, do you want it completely flayed out or are you going to stay in it i guess i would be helping Rangram set it up well i'd say we'd, we'd probably keep it low key maybe we wouldn't hold like you know not seems like they don't want us setting up like a like vagrant camp behind it got it fair super fair which i want to but i guess laws <laughs> rules Sorry. and things yeah they're they're not as uh things aren't as flexible as uh as whitport where you can just like a, a group of uh were tigers can just set up a, a small vagrant camp just outside of town um i'm sure if you wanted to actually just go outside the walls and set it up you could probably do that but in the in within the walls they are protective of it um, but yeah, so I'll say that kind of to the, just off to the side, uh, kind of tucked into the, the nature, uh, around the fighter's pit tavern, you can kind of set the cart up there and where you're mostly, mostly kind of hidden and blocked by the building. And, and since it just looks like kind of like a cart, a little bit more elaborate cart setup, uh, you can probably safely sleep in there if you want to. Uh, Glenn's going to approach Reynolds once kind of the conversation subsided a little bit. Um, and kind of like pull him a little bit off to the side. Again, I think what everybody's doing is making distance from Baldor in one way or the other. Lean over to back. So is there any parts of this town that we might need to, you know, look into? Any any good shops worth visiting? We, uh, we've never been here, and we'd like to maybe learn more about the town from a little more reliable of a source, and like gestures over to Baldor. Says, uh, maybe if we uh, can grab a beer later, you can tell us a little bit about this town, maybe some some good stories at the pit. Beer later? Let's go get a beer now. Uh, it's right there. Um, I, I, there's, there's plenty of places to go around here. Uh, this, there's, there's all kinds. Uh, there's, you know, there's bazaars. There's even things even more bizarre than that. There's, there's, uh, there's poisonous places. There's, there's medicine. There's, you know, there's the enchanter Jagat. Like there's, there's a lot of things to, you know, to go, to go check out. And I'm, I'm really sure your buddy over there, uh, Baldor would love to uh, show you all of that as well. Uh, but yeah, I understand your uh, trepidation there. I would uh, definitely, as you probably already know, take what he says with a grain, uh, maybe 50 grains of salt. Yeah, I have a feeling that if I take him into any shops, it's going to end up costing me a lot more than if I just, you know, maybe went to those shops by myself. So, yeah, we'd uh, I know my dwarven friends are always down for a drink. Let's let's head on in and maybe if we get Baldor drunk enough, he'll just fall asleep. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. Rangram, do you want booze? And I just um, start laughing and walk towards the bar. Does an owl bay shit in the woods? I, I, I do believe it does. Um, and yeah, Reynolds kind of like puts a throws a throws a hearty arm around uh, uh, Rangrim and Glenn, which is probably kind of weird because you're a little bit different in height. Uh, <laughs> and he's got a and he's kind of tall as it is. So um, and kind of uh, leading uh, leading the three of you all uh, towards the fighters pit. So as you're kind of going um, into this building, it's is, is Baller going with us? Uh, yeah, Baldur's kind of uh, following behind, and it seems kind of like a little bit downtrodden with the fact that his uh, wisdom and uh, he just hasn't get he's not getting engaged with, he's not getting the attention that he's used to or seeks. Uh, so he's kind of just like sulking, walking back behind the the four of you. Um, yeah, so as you're all approaching this place, it's it's kind of a um, so it, it's it's like a kind of humble looking building, um, but it's pretty pretty good size. It's you know got swinging kind of like tavern esque doors on the front of it with the uh, kind of like the very uh, in in uh, ornately written uh, 
fighter's pit written on front of it that has like it looks like a, a couple of the letters kind of have like black eyes like they're kind of swollen and then there's a couple of, you know like uh, punching gloves kind of on the uh on the ends of them uh, but as you kind of walk into this uh this tavern it's like you're kind of hit with that like roar of uh of noise of people uh hanging out and talking there's probably like a good uh eight to ten people in here kind of separated off at different tables uh there is uh, there's actually uh, punching bags and kind of uh, training dummies that are kind of spread around the room with like different weapons kind of stuck into them. Uh, there's a pretty roaring fire in the corner and then there's like a kind of a bard that is just kind of playing uh, a lute in, in the corner. Um, but it, the, the bar itself, uh, there's actually no one uh, that's currently manning it and you can see that like there are a couple people waiting at it, uh, and as you walk in, Reynolds kind of walks back behind the bar, uh, and is like, he's like, all right, yeah, I gotta, I gotta catch up on some orders, but uh, you know, make, grab yourself a table, and I'll, I'll be right over. Um, so, as you all, uh, you all want to roll me some uh, perception checks here to kind of see what is going on. Ooh, natural nineteen plus twenty-five. Okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, what, uh, what do you got? What do you got, Cosmo? What do you got, Rangra? I, I, um, 18, actually. I was going to say it's the same as my passive, but it's one higher. Nice. No? Okay. It's a one. Cosmo's not up it. <laughs> so, I'll say that, um, there are probably, like, a good eight, uh, eight different tables in varying sizes, um, but there's, there's one that is kind of over by, closer to the fire, that is, uh, it's like, it's a, it's a, just a big round table with, uh, four chairs, and it seems like it's been recently, like, kind of vacated, there's, like, some, uh, like, the, some ale glasses and stuff like that are still sitting on it, but there's no one seemingly around it. There's a couple tables, uh, that have, like, maybe two people at it that seem, maybe two different tables that are, like, smaller tables that, uh, seem to have, like, people that are kind of in more conversation mode, kind of talking to each other, just, um, don't seem like they want to be kind of, they're not, particularly uh, taking a, a, you know any kind of mind of you all entering in. Um, and then there is a, a kind of a table that is kind of over by the fire, uh, but kind of in one of the darker corners that you can see that there's, it's another large table, kind of four, four chair table uh, that you saw, like the one that, you know, it has recently been vacated, but uh, you can see that there are three figures sitting there. Um, it's kind of like a motley looking crew too. Uh, you see a, what looks like a very large orc that's wearing kind of ill-fitting leather armor, uh, like uh, armor you would kind of like recognize. Like you're like that's kind of um, it seems like that's a little bit too small for them. Uh, but they, <laughs> Glenn, one thing you recognize, you're like they look kind of like a rogue, and you're like that's a very big person to be kind of a rogue. Uh, and they have like a rapier uh, on their side and like a couple daggers kind of like on their chest. Uh, and then next to them, you see this uh, kind of like in the sharp relief as far as their size, you see a very small goblin wearing these kind of like these robes that are just far too over the top. If Guy Fieri was a goblin wearing these kind of like these these robes with these just like it's like the silk shirts that you would have seen people wear with like the fire on it. Absolutely that uh, in robe form. This is um, a goblin? And, is that what you said? This is a, a little goblin uh, that's kind of next to them. Uh, and you see kind of a, a staff that's uh, with kind of like a, some sort of orb on it that's like, it seems like almost has like a moving flame within it that is leaned against the table next to them. Uh, very small, like probably like a quarter staff, but to them it's like a full staff. Uh, and then you see a, like a very kind of like, 
the, the light is reflecting off of their, their silver feathers, but you see this uh, Aarakocra uh, that's wearing this kind of like, uh, kind of like studded leather armor, uh, but they basically just like the silver Aarakocra that is also sitting at the table. And the three of them, when you all walk in, they do take notice of you, and they're kind of all just watching you. They don't seem to, I mean, actually, if you all want to roll uh, insight checks to see what kind of uh, feels you're getting from them. Was this the Aarakocra that we met previously in a forest, or is this a different Aarakocra? Different Aarakocra. Believe it or not, there's more than one of them. Liar. Oh, that's a terrible inside check. Uh, that's an eight. I'm just going to take my passive on this. Okay. Seven, 17. Perfect. It's a four. <laughs> You're uh, rolling you get... like me, Bobby. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you get, Glenn? Uh, that's a big old eight. Okay, cool. Uh, Rangrim, uh, you being, you know, kind of the, uh, the insightful one here, um, you're, you're, you're basically, like, you're noticing that they don't seem, like, malicious towards you in any way. They just seem very kind of, like, interested in this kind of group, this new group that's walking in. They're just, like, very, they're kind of, like, inspecting you all, looking you up and down, and just kind of uh, calculating uh, your, I guess, uh, what, how strong you look, potentially. Kind of like that, that scene from Fight Club where they walk onto the bus and they're, like, kind of gauging everyone's strengths. That's kind of what they're, they're doing right now. But they don't say anything to you all, and uh, after like a, a minute of like looking at you, they kind of go back and they're kind of talking amongst themselves, uh, likely about you all. Um, with that initial twenty-five perception check, would I be able to look around and see if there was? I, I guess ultimately the question would be: Is that the only group that was keeping an eye on us, or was there any, you know, CD third parties? I would be namely looking out for anybody, kind of wearing. Uh, what was it? Red velvet and fancy gold with an RS insignia of any kind. Um, well, I mean, there is uh, there is the the guy in the black cloak in the corner who's like mm-hmm. flipping a dagger. Uh, but I, I didn't mm-hmm. figure you wanted me to talk to talk about them. No, he's uh, probably no. nothing. He has the yeah. exclamation point that's gold above his head. Uh huh. Totally unrelated. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> what you buying, stranger? No I'm kidding. Uh, no, what there's there's selling? no there's no there's no seedy person in the corner. There's just the the two tables that are kind of on the opposite side of the bar that have a couple people at them that are in, in deep in conversation. I'll, I'll, Okay. Unessential NPCs, essentially, sure. uh, and then there is this uh, this group, and then there's this open there's this kind of open table. There are other tables as well, but most of them are smaller uh, two seat tables. This is like the the one nearest to them is the only other large table. Okay, as we approach the table, um, Glenn is going to motion to to Baldor to kind of give him. I mean, I know there's not really a head to the circular table, but like have him backlit by the fire. Like, what would be the most important looking seat? Like. Baldor, I, I think this is obviously your seat. I'll go talk to the bard and make sure he's, you know, got some tales of your your story ready. Uh, we'll get some music going in your honor. And he like very obviously guides and courts Baldor to his seat. I uh, I heartily appreciate this. It seems like you all are finally coming around to my uh, my importance within this uh, within this little you know, group here. I, I certainly appreciate it. Hopefully it rubs off on your companions. I can't make any promises. And as the rest of the guys are sitting down, Glenn's going to walk over to the bard. Okay. Um, so you walk over to the bard and uh, it is, they're kind of like a half dwarf, half human, uh, which I believe is called a mule. Um, but they're, they're kind of like just a stouter, stockier human. Um, but their aesthetic is absolutely um, kind of like 
death metal-esque. Like, think, like, Hot Topic kind of, uh, like, hair, like, black hair that's, like, absolutely over one eye, and they're wearing, like, a lot of black leather with, uh, like, studs coming off of it. Uh, and they are playing this lute in the most, like, in-stream way, uh, like, doing, like, complete uh, guitar, like, lute solos, like... On the on this uh, on this loop, uh, and it's like absolutely deep in that when you're uh, when you're coming up to them, but they are by themselves. Okay. Um, yeah. Once I'm within like you know five or six feet, like, hey, how are you? Just kind of like waves to them real quick. Oh man, what's up? Hey, I really loved that song you were playing for everybody. Uh, you, you take requests? Oh, um, y- yeah. What do you what? I, what do you got? Sorry, I'm, I'm being rude. Uh, my name's Poops, and hold out a hand to shake his hand. Oh, man, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Great, great name. Uh, yeah, do you know any any songs about the, the great uh, Baldor, the Bountiful? And, like, gestures to Baldor. Um, who? And can Baldor hear any of this? Does he notice? Uh, no, he rolled a terrible perception check. He, Baldur is uh, Baldur is sitting like very very happily, kind of at his the head of his uh, uh, the table, kind of uh, warming his back against the fire and uh, kind of looking, uh, trying to look as important as possible. Lynn just kind of leans over to him, and says, like, "Look, man, just say Baldur the Bountiful every like third riff, and you'll be fine." And flips him a gold coin, and then joins the guys at the table. Okay, awesome. Um, <laughs> After uh, a couple, uh, maybe like half a minute or so, you start hearing this uh, this song that absolutely uh, probably had a different name in it that probably rhymed better. That now this now very clearly and very obviously has the name Baldor the Bountiful uh, kind of superimposed into it. Uh, nice. But Baldor's Baldor's ears perk up uh, and is kind of like. You see him, his the, the his shiny bald head kind of uh, go up to its full its full maybe three foot height, and uh, just is kind of like perks up and is listening to the song and is absolutely uh, entranced by it. Uh, Asklin said, "Dies like uh, Balder, you were right, man. They, they had countless songs they were ready to play. Just we'll we'll be here a while. You guys, one of my this is one of my favorites. This is a classic right here. Mm-hmm. What's it called?" Of course, it's called the bounty, the bounty of Baldor. Of course. Okay. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's what he's. That's what he called it, Dale. That's, mm-hmm. that's what he said. He said those words. All right, I got um, first round. As you all, uh, kind of, as you all are getting back to the table and talking and, and going over all this, um, Reynolds kind of comes up behind you, uh, putting his, his his arms on, uh, kind of slapping the backs of uh, Cosmo and Rangram. He's just like, all right. Dan Rock, what do we uh, what do we have in here? Dan Rock Poop, I guess. Uh, I guess that's the that's the name of the group here, the Poop Group, I guess. Well, uh, yep, with this guy, we absolutely the Poop Group. Um, you can just bring like a keg over and just leave it. The name's actually Poops. If you could, it's a family name. I just don't want to. All right. Uh, so we got we got some we got a we got a keg we got a you know a, that's gonna be pretty expensive. You got wait, five gold on you for that? Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll, you know, you're gonna pay up front just because I don't know you. But uh, what are we getting? What about for you, uh, other? Or, uh, was it uh, Dale? What are you getting? What? Well, uh, do you do you have anything dwarven? Um, I think I got like a 
Yeah, I think I got like a, a dwarven ale of some sort back there. I don't, it's probably kind of dusty, but uh, you know, I could bring it out. It's a, I don't have a keg full of it. I just got a couple, uh, you know, got a couple glasses I could bring out. What? I'll take two. All right. Um, and, uh, yeah. Any hard alcohol? Anything a little stronger? Oh, I, uh, yeah, I can can mix something up for you. Uh, you looking for something a little bit experimental? I got some got some different specialties. He really likes the experimental ones with mm -hmm. the little umbrellas. It's got the easier the better. The more ingredients, the harder to make, easier to screw up. That's his game. It's his life. They don't call me Poops McGee for nothing. <laughs> and um, uh, a, a bottle of uh, maybe maybe some whiskey or you know. I don't, I don't know dwarf or I don't know fantasy alcohol, but <laughs> some some something we could take shots of. Uh, I think Baldor here's you know getting thirsty. Yeah, I think we got some wizard whiskey back there, or something like that, and we can bring we can we can whip something up for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, that we'll try some. I, I think I got I think I got something that uh, that'll uh, you know put some fight into you. I think uh, and he kind of kind of slaps you slaps you guys on the back and goes, uh, Baldor, you're take uh, yeah you'll I got I got you and he kind of well he goes back um up to the bar and uh shortly shortly thereafter uh kind of carry first carries up the like the keg and clunks it down in front of Rangrim and I picture it's kind of the size of like it's a mini keg so probably like at least two gal two to three gallons of liquid I would assume within this like wooden uh wooden keg and then uh brings a couple uh, a couple of bottles like very dusty bottles of this kind of like brownish uh liquid and in, in front and plops him in front of cosmo uh and then for uh glenn he he brings out this like fine kind of like very dainty looking glass that has this uh red uh kind of like this like reddish orange liquid in it uh and it has like these kind of like dark red droplets in it um that that it like almost looks like blood um and then you can see that in the bottom of it there seems to be some sort of like almost like some sort of granules of something uh it like maybe sugar maybe but it almost looks like kind of sandish uh and uh he goes he brings it up to you and he kind of slides like another like very dainty looking small glass in front of baldor that's got this like kind of clear just kind of clear sparkling liquid in it uh and to you uh glenn he just goes yeah, so, I mean, we'll see how uh, how well you handle this one. Uh, I call this one the blood and sand. And uh, I wonder yeah, what's in that one. Is he's like Ringrim's like trying to like pull like pull the cork from the keg and like pour it into his cup, showing like spilling it everywhere. Uh, yeah, Glenn, I guess is using his experience with poison is gonna try to assess what's <laughs> in this thing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, what skill that? that would trade. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, nature, maybe. Nature, I, I think, I yeah. I, need a good I don't know why I said that. I'm terrible at that. That was a terrible thing for me to say. I think it's a zero? Whatever. I rolled a six. I would give you advantage on that because you're familiar with poisons. I rolled a nine. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. At... I have a plus three. That is a 12. Okay. That's mildly better. Um, Not much. I, I will say that kind of smelling it, bringing it up to your nose, like I said, it's, it's kind of like a dainty glass. Think of like a, mar a martini glass or a Manhattan glass at this point. But um, you kind of bring it up to your nose and you smell it. And I mean, it, it absolutely like you can feel your uh, uh, your nose hairs curl up into your, into your nose as you as you smell it. But um, it doesn't seem like anything particularly poisonous. You're not picking up any hints of something that could be lethal. 
Okay. Um, and before Glenn takes a sip, he says, uh, sorry, I must have, must not have mentioned. Actually, we, we want a bottle for the table, too. Uh, we, we told oh, right. Oh, get some sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. And he kind of, like, goes back to the bar and pulls out this, um, this, the only thing I can picture is that it would be, like, hypnotic. Uh, okay. where it, he, cool. it, it's kind of like, um, it's like the color, it's like this silverish liquid instead of being like the brown of like a whiskey, but it has like this almost like swirling of like a, a glimmer almost in it as if it, like hypnotic. Cool. Um, yeah, Glenn takes a sip of the blood and sand. Uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. Damn it. Do I give him my plus four? You, you tell me. You tell me. I don't have to. It's optional. But yeah, I, I go ahead. Okay. I did great. Uh, constitution saving throw. I rolled natural 18, 24 total. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'll say that you. Uh, so you take uh, you take the sip off of it, and you're kind of like you can see that like red, like dark, like crimson, whatever is like that's kind of splashed onto the top of it. You're kind of like afraid of that, but it kind of you see you take a drink of it. Uh, and you notice that it's actually like, likely probably like a, a dark cherry, some sort of like, uh, like Not cherry blood. syrup. That's actually that's yeah, it's on top. And as you kind of get a, a drink of a couple of the granules on the bottom, uh, you realize that they are likely sugar. Um, but this this drink mostly like while being like a heavy concentration of some sort of like some sort of liquor uh, that is in there as well that is giving it like a heck of a punch like you can feel yourself like whoo immediately like woken up by this uh, you get the the taste of like a, a cherry and an, like an almost an orange uh, that's that actually has quite a quite a nice aftertaste so you're able to drink this thing without much of an issue uh does baldor drink his fizzy water uh you you do see baldor uh take a drink of his uh his champagne-esque uh liquid uh, and it's just kind of like closes his eyes and does like a very pronounced like <sighs> as he uh, as he drinks his drink, um, and then uh, <laughs> uh, Reynolds kind of goes, "All right, pay up. Who's got uh, who's got the money? So that's gonna be that's five gold for that. Uh, you know that's you know it's probably let's just do we'll just do a gold straight across for those two those two bottles. It'll be you know two gold for the the wizard whiskey, and then we got." Uh, your drink, that's that's a gold. That's fine. And then who's uh, who's paying the the three gold for Baldor's? Uh, all the twelve gold total, right? Did we get that? Yeah. You said that so fast. I said I'd get first round, so that one's on me. And I'm gonna pull out exactly twelve gold, I'm, and I'm going to do it as quietly as possible, so it doesn't sound like there's a bunch of gold jingling in my pocket. <laughs> you don't just pour it out on the table. I don't just, just kind of go. Sh 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 here you go. <laughs> I don't pull a Baldor. Is what I'd assume. Mm. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah, so uh, they, he collects it and kind of goes back behind the bar and it kind of like is dealing with the new, uh, the, the people that have kind of queued up there to get their drinks as well. So, uh, Rangram, you mentioned there was somewhere you need to get to. Is there something in town you want to go take a look at? Is that something we need to wait for tomorrow? Uh, Rangram would be like half in the bag at this point <laughs> he got tired of like trying to pour the keg into it it's just he's trying to like drink out of the keg um no i was just trying to uh, uh i don't want to listen to this guy talk anymore so and i was gonna leave you guys here and now i feel bad about it and he's like hand on the shoulder like talking to glenn but, like way too close to his face and, I, and that wasn't a very nice thing for me to do to you to get, get away from 
this guy, um, we, we can go do stuff if you want to. Just drinking from the little mini cake he has. Well, I, I, I think we're going to know where you'll be staying for the rest of the night pretty soon. Uh, how about you, Dale? Anywhere you want to go tonight? Or maybe we learn a little bit more about the town from our, our, our kind benefactor and host for the evening? I would be happy, of course, to regale you with all the wonders of Rockdale. Oh, seems as if Dale has uh, has a little bit of a, a <laughs> indigestion there from me. Just a tad. I, okay, actually, I will give you this. Uh, those 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 drinks, uh, they are absolutely like if you have a beer that has been aged far too long. Uh, they are flat uh, and they kind of seem a little bit past their prime. Uh, so they're they are thick, uh, like a, a thick brown brown ale that is um, probably like a good uh, like maybe ten years past when it should have been drank. <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's a little fat, but uh, dwarven ale ages well. As you're sloshing it around, it kind of like it does not move as much as it probably should. It's a little bit syrupy. It has like a curdling effect, <laughs> yeah. like a non-Newtonian fluid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's gack. Um, it goes it goes the other way. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's an Australian beer. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you want to do tonight? Or are we just gonna tie one on, make sure our our benefit our kind benefactor has a, a good night, and then take on the day for tomorrow? That sounds lovely. Oh, yeah. Yep. You're going to have a great night. Well, there's one thing we always end our nights with Baldur, and that's finishing a bottle. And it slams the bottle in the middle and pulls like everyone's cups towards the middle and pours a shot in each. Like, bottoms up, Baldur. Hands it to him. Uh, uh, yeah. This is, um, I don't generally uh, imbibe this much this, uh, before the uh, okay, I I'll, I'll, I don't want to upset anything. Uh, and he kind of like takes it and uh, like s- kind of smells it, uh, and it's just uh, after you. Uh, Blin takes a shot. Yeah, it was Cosmo. Bring bring grip for sure. Roll a constitution. Let's uh let's let's roll some uh okay. So I'm gonna say constitution saving throw for Glenn. Uh, constitution saving throw with advantage for the two dwarves. Great. <laughs> I got the handled it like a champ. I'm never worried about con saves, but I'm so glad you gave me advantage on that one because that was a one for one of them. Ooh, strong. So that's a, a strong fifteen for my other. Um, I, do not. I got a twenty-three. Still feeling um, good. Okay, so uh, yeah, Rangrim and uh, Cosmo handled theirs like champs, throwing them back. Uh, I'll say that it tastes like. Um, it's like, it's very strange. It, it almost changes its flavor kind of as you're drinking it. Like it, it strangely morphs between like a multitude of liquors as you're drinking it. Um, so like the 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 beginning of it, it tastes like like let's just use our you know our real world uh, things as an example. But like starts as like a whiskey front end, and then it kind of morphs into like a tequila in the center, and then kind of like has a has like a weird rum like ending to it. And as you're drinking it, it kind of changes uh, like a. Yeah, just kind of like morphs through these different flavors in a very, uh, you know, schnozberries taste like schnozberries kind of way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Glenn, uh, how do you handle this uh, drink as you hit hits the back of your throat? It kind of morphs into that uh, that tequila middle and then that, that, that creamy center tequila, uh, and then it does not settle with you and is about to come up. What do you do? 
Yeah, Glenn does the like the fire breath and just goes and like it's just like hot pain and he's doing his best to quell his body more or less rejecting it and he goes he like kind of like coughs through it he's like I, <clears throat> it's always the first one and then he like sets the glasses out again and pours another round. Uh, Baldor handles his like a champion actually. He rolled he rolled a, a seventeen plus three, so he did really well. Nice. So he handles his as well as the uh, as the the dwarves and kind of looking at at, at Glenn and kind of like is he's feeling empowered and goes, uh, "Oh, are you having troubles there, son?" Oh, you know, it's just kind of get anxious in such great company. Let's just take another one. Pours another round and hands it to him. Okay, uh, let's go. So um, same same things. Uh, as Baldor's shooting his, Glenn's going to slide a hand, do the over-the-shoulder thing out of eye shot for Baldor. <laughs> okay. right. Roll me a slide of hand. <laughs> 22. Let's say, who does that land on? Um, uh, uh, Rangrim, Cosmo, what'd you get? Uh, is, was this one with advantage or not? Yeah, you still have advantage at this point. Okay, all right. It's uh, another, another 23. Okay. Um... I will say that uh, Rangram, this one hits you a little bit weird. I'll, I'll say that it, it kind of flips around this time, and the, the front end is a little bit stranger. Maybe hits you with that vodka front end this time, and it just like is not something you're used to, and it uh, you have a little bit trouble getting it down. But I think you're able to muscle through it. Um, uh, Glenn, what did you roll this for your the, side this hand? This is the most hellish sounding liquor. Yeah, I know a, a, a liquor that changes actually. Oh like god, <laughs> it sounds so hellish. <laughs> <laughs> it's the suicide drinks of uh <laughs> of liquors. Oh, it's a four um, horsemen. What did, what did you get, uh, uh Glenn for your sleight of hand? Uh twenty two. Okay, perfect. Uh yeah, you're able to kind of throw that thing over your shoulder. It it doesn't seem to do anything at this point. Uh you basically just throw it back and uh kind of splashes across the, the ground. You kind of just throw it over your shoulder, it doesn't hit anything. Uh and Baldor is able to drink his drink without uh much problem. Yeah, is he starting, are you... to, seem, is he starting to seem a little drunk? Uh, yeah, so Baldor is like kind is he of telling us tales of his his greatness. He's he's moving a little bit in his chair at this point, uh, and he's just yeah. I, when I was I, I when of course when I when I came to this this whew, this is some strong stuff. Um, and he puts his uh, he puts his glass uh, back down, not as if he's asking for another shot, but just like puts it down so that it's kind of like uh, in front of him just to get out of his hand. The second uh, he does definitely... it, Glenn pours it for sure. Yeah, he's like, Baldur, you're an animal. I knew you were great, and I'm Co- going to try to persuade him to drink more. Cosmo comes in, and he just says, yes, keep going. And he's also persuading. Hey, shoulder on Cosmo and Glenn. I can't do this. <laughs> but I'm going to cast Guidance on one of them. I want to cast Guidance Go to, on both dude, of them. I think Cosmo gets that one. I'm just there, just like like muttering something. Like I agree with Glenn. He's smart, and Cosmo's handsome. Uh, but this time, I only pour one shot for Baldor because I'm still holding it, mine in my hand, and like it looks like I'm you know just finishing it. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to persuade him just to like go right into it. Okay. Um, so roll. Uh, so Rangram. I'm gonna actually. What's everyone's past perceptions? I know Rangrams. I don't know the rest of y'all. 16 for me. 11. Okay. Okay. Uh, Rangram and Glenn, uh, you notice that uh, kind of... Actually, Glenn, is your back to the... Your back would be to the door, probably. If the fire is opposite the door, yes. Okay. Uh, I will say that you might hear uh, some people walking in 
Rangrim, you see a couple people walk in. Um, I'm not. Uh, you see that there's they're wearing like, yeah. I'll, I'll say that they're. Uh, you see these two forms walk in. One of them is uh, extremely tall and seems like an extremely fit figure. Uh, strangely, they uh, they're wearing like a full helmet uh, that's kind of obscuring their face, uh, but they're wearing this like gleaming uh, silver armor with this red cloak that's kind of over the back of it that is embroidered in this silver, uh, or this golden, uh, sorry, this in golden embroidery. Uh, but you can't see anything more than that because they're kind of walking towards you, uh, towards the bar. Uh, and behind them, with a kind of a, the similar helmet kind of held underneath her, uh, her arm, and then a kind of shield uh, spread across her back, like a round shield, and then a uh, mace at their side, uh, you see a, uh, a, a fe- basically a female human um, that has the symbol of what you would recognize. Actually, roll me a religion check. So you said that was platinum armor with a red cape and gold embroidery? embroidery? Mm-hmm. It's probably not platinum. It's just like a really, it's like a gleaming. Super like, shiny metal. Yeah, super okay. shiny. What did you get, right? 13. Okay. Uh, you would recognize this as uh, a newer symbol of the newer pantheon that you're probably not as familiar with, but I'll give you that. You it would recognize it as one of the seven, but you 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 don't know them that well. One so. of the newer gods. One of the newer gods. Uh, that's that's in uh, embroidered into both of their the front of both of their armors. Um, but they walk kind of past and walk to the bar and you don't really uh, give them too much mind. You just notice that they walk in. Um, so yeah, as as this is happening, uh, Glenn is uh, persuading Baldor to uh, try to drink again and uh, Valor goes, well, only if you'll be drinking with me, my friend. I'll be drinking with you. Pour me a good one. Fill everybody's cups again. Okay. Um, are you doing another side of hand? Uh, no, I'll drink this one. Okay. Ooh, Valdor rolled bad. I rolled great. Uh, a, a gentleman's 20. Con saving throw. All the things. I rolled double nat ones. Oh, no. I need to actually take a picture of this because it's like so awful. Snake eyes on <laughs> D20s has got to be a special kind of hell. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, whew, okay, so we'll we'll get to that first. Uh, Rangram, how do you handle uh, how do you handle those two nat ones? Um. You ever do a shot and your mouth instantly starts watering after you swallow it and you get that feeling of, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, and you try and fight it and like I'm trying to keep my cool, I probably start sweating and um, then I just like vomit into my mouth and uh-huh. then run to the other side of the room and vomit in the corner. Okay. Um, what I'm going to say happens with two net ones is that's what Rangrim wanted to do. Rangrim wanted, Rangrim wanted to do that in in a perfect world. There's a parallel universe somewhere where where a Rang, a version of Rangrim made it to the other side of the room and vomited. That's that's the Rangrim that rolled two twos. Yeah, Not that was the Rangrim two twos. Uh, that lucky son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. What it you actually happens is you turn to run. Uh, to the other side of the room and kind of with your head ducked, not even paying attention, you turn and run directly into that tall figure wearing that gleaming armor. And as soon as you run into them, you just vomit directly onto their 
armored chest. Like, and you're basically just like, basically directly into their like middle and just like let it go. And it sprays in every direction uh, as you kind of explode with this vomit. Um, and the, the whole place just- The big one or the, the female? The big one. Um, and they kind of like, the, the whole place just goes silent as you have vomited on this figure. Um, and they just kind of look down at you and they uh, they just immediately like push you away from them uh, and they go to uh, basically you see them reaching for what is probably the biggest uh, and craziest looking axe that you've ever seen this two-handed axe it looks like it's made of like serrated blades these kind of like spiked points that go all the way up this basically two-handed war axe that is uh, basically on one side with this like serrated uh, saw blade-esque blade on it. Um, and he goes to grab it and he's just like, you can see that he's just dripping this mess off the front of him. And then he thinks better of it and he puts it back and he takes his helmet off. Uh, and you're surprised to see that this is a an elvish figure. Probably the biggest and like like broadest like buffest looking elf that you've probably seen and their their skin is like this light almost like this light gray and has this like luminous energy to it uh, something you probably haven't seen before and they have like this silverish gray hair um and they just look at you and go well i guess that someone's gonna get their ass kicked and he throws a punch at you, <laughs> right into your face. Um, I need you to roll a dex saving throw uh, with disadvantage. Ooh, ooh, it's like you're drunk or something. I know. Yeah, double yeah. mat, double mat twenties. Yeah, plus four. So that's an eight with the plus so, four. <laughs> so uh, he hits you. He hits you across the face, uh, probably like sending you uh, kind of sprawling onto this table that had two like ba- uh, ba- on this table behind you, kind of like. Ugh! Uh, sprawling onto it, uh, and so what does Rangrim do after getting uh, punched in the face? Taking uh, three damage. Uh, <laughs> Take my three damage, he gets up. I feel a lot better. Cosmo is seeing oh, I this. Feel, I feel great. Cosmo is seeing this uh, happen. Like, uh, stands up on the table. And it's just like, well, now, now, everybody, orcs and dwarves and elves alike, if we're going to do a real ball fight, everybody has to be involved. And he's just going to, like, dwarf pile dive onto the table next to him. Onto the, the group that was sitting next to you? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, roll me an athletics check. Sure. It's a nat 20. Oh my god. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, uh Cosmo, you dive sideways onto these uh these figures who are not expecting you at all and you basically like kind of like land sideways into them, tackling them all sideways off of the table and flipping the table upside down and like everything kind of stops for a second with the crack the cracking of glass and then you uh <laughs> you uh you see the uh the human that was uh traveling in with it's also wearing this like shiny armor with the uh, the cape on um and she grabs her shield off and she just like one of the the people that kind of like 
Reynolds kind of stands up and is like, hey, listen to the guys, just, just kind of calm down. She just smashes him with her shield uh, across the face and he kind of like it goes backwards over the bar. Um, and as that happens, this place just erupts into uh, into chicanery. Poor Reynolds. Um, so I, I think that uh, we can get into some loose combat here. Uh, but <laughs> uh, Glenn, what are you doing as this kind of breaks down like this? Quick question, as I rotate and kind of notice these, I mean, a, a, a jacked elf is pretty rare. Do I recognize him in any way? Would I have come across him in my travel? Because you kind of described him sound like he'd be Zephyrian, or is that incorrect? Roll me, uh, roll me a, uh, I guess, history check or nature check to try to, I, I probably a history check with advantage since, since you're also an elf. Oh, needed that one. Uh, I don't think that would be history. Oh, I do. Uh, 19 plus 3, so 22. Okay. Uh, you you would recognize that uh, they are likely wood elven, uh, but this is like, uh, as far as like stature and size, like this is out of the norm for sure. Uh, the, the silverish glow that's coming off of them, you have heard tell that, you know, in the southern parts of Sakal, there is uh, a race of kind of like lunar heritage elves that live down there uh, that you that have like this kind of like potential like lunar uh like glow to, glow to them and so that's like that's the most you like historically you really don't know that much about it but the, that's what you would guess just from your knowledge of sakal and what is baldor doing uh you look over and baldor is absolutely disappeared uh the, you can see just the top oh. of their gleaming head uh hiding behind the hiding. table okay. uh glenn's going to take his his first action i guess um sorry goes in tight Good catch. Uh, Good save. Glenn's going to take this first loose round of action to see if anybody's fighting his direction and Baldur's direction and try to, like, Pirates of the Caribbean just guide Baldur out of the way of getting his ass kicked kind of thing. Like, just, he's constantly trying to, like, dodge the mayhem with Baldur in hand. Okay, um, yeah, roll me... Yeah, uh, just, just roll me a, uh, a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Just straight up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, wow, seventeen. Okay. No, it's good. I'll, I'll say that uh, you're you're able to kind of like guide Baldor out of the way he, as he's kind of like, uh, oh, oh my, oh this is uh, oh, this is this is absolutely abhorrent to, to see this happening in this this fine establishment. As like you kind of duck him out of the way and, and dip and dive out as a chair comes flying over you, um, and then not only does a chair come flying over you, uh, you see a Cosmo that gets lifted up uh, by a very big orc. Uh, who just gets bodily thrown uh, across the room as you like this chair goes flying and then you see a Cosmo go flying uh, and Cosmo you kind of uh, you kind of like slide off uh, over the edge of the bar and kind of bounce over and land on top of Reynolds who is like kind of knocked out unconscious against the wall completely and just absolutely out uh, and knows like the blood is coming down from their nose from uh, Reynolds from Reynolds yeah okay. he seems to be bodily knocked out behind the bar uh, Cosmo just he cheerfully is thrown he's just like Woo! like just like enjoying this this is a party and he just like lands and he hits the ground and sees that reynolds is down he's like oh no reynolds is not in the party and he just like grabs him and he uses lay on hands to like uh <laughs> to recover him um i don't know if he was unconscious like or hit point wise was going south or whatever like um or if it was a condition but whatever <laughs> Yeah, no, he, he comes through, oh, 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 my God, oh, my head, oh. And, Re and, then he, 
What's what's up? What's happening? You all right? Uh, no. What? Well, oh my uh, god, the bar! And he like goes, <laughs> starts to like stand up. I uh, help him up, and I was just like, "Well, okay. I just want to make sure you're all right." Uh, back to the party, and uh, Cosmo steps up onto the bar and just like jumps back out into the crowd. Okay, um, I'll I'll say that uh, you kind of dive off the bar and land on the back of uh of the uh the the female uh the the human female that was uh, traveling with that kind of like uh burly uh, elf figure. Perfect. I kind of land on her like on her back like this. Uh, and she's like, so you're basically, she's like, she has her shield on her arm, but she's not holding any other weapons. Um, and her mace is, is definitely mounted at her, her hip. Um, and her helmet has been dropped to the floor at this point. So she's helmetless. Cosmo uh, cheerfully is just like, you know, buff arts are better with fists. And he just like, clocks her upside the head. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll for, uh, uh, roll for an attack. <laughs> uh, what do, what's my bonus? Oh, uh, it's unarmed combat. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's an 18. Okay. Uh, yes, I'll say that. That just beats. Um, and so what do you want to uh, roll? What is your damage for that? It should be on the sheet. Uh, four. Okay. So it, D4 plus No, no, no. It just, it? Says, it just says four. It doesn't say D4. It just it's says just flat damage? Flat four bludgeoning yeah, damage. Yeah, unarmed is just four. Four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you clock her upside the head. And she kind of goes sideways um, as this uh, this elven figure is kind of like uh, now dodging uh, bottles and chairs and pieces of wood as uh, he's kind of boring down on Rangrim. Uh, Rangrim, what are you doing? Uh, Rangrim getting knocked backwards, reaches just over himself as he stands up and grabs the remainder of his keg and is throwing it directly at that person's knees. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, roll me a range attack. 19. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, you, you throw this keg, and it just, uh, it basically just, like, hits them, kind of, like, they're, they're kind of dealing with, with Cosmo on, uh, like, she's dealing with Cosmo on her shoulders, and she's kind of, like, reaching up and trying to pull him off of her, and, like, you can see her going, getting ready for a punch, and she's looking up, and then you just throw this keg, and just absolutely take her legs out from underneath her. Both Cosmo and her go falling to the ground, and she falls kind of onto her stomach. Um, so, Cosmo, you kind of go, you kind of bolt, and you just land on top of her, flat on the ground, with a, oh, okay. and kind of knock the wind out of her, uh, as this elf, again, uh, comes down on Rangrim with another punch. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be a 13 plus 6, 19. Without my shield on me, my armor class is a 19. Okay. Uh, so so it, it meets. It meets, yeah. So Ty goes to the runner with that, uh, and he basically just kind of like comes down with uh, with another punch and just kind of like clocks you across the across the face, kind of sending you, sending you spinning a little bit um, So for another 4 damage, which now that I know it's 4 damage instead of actually rolling for it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I think it is just flat. It's four. based off. It's based off your strength. Like Linz yeah. is one. Well, oh, it's is one your? Plus, your so it's, it's one plus your strength modifier. It's one plus. Oh, one plus your strength mod. I was like, I don't know where what I'm getting that from, but okay, yeah, that's that. That adds up. Um, okay. Rangram, as you get punched by this uh, this elf, uh, you see, uh, you kind of see that that uh, that elven figure kind of standing up, looking very proud and like just kind of smirking down on you with the very schoolyard bully kind of uh, satisfaction in their eyes for just a second until a very big orc fist comes and smashes them across the side of the face uh, and they go kind of like they stumble back a couple steps um, and then you see a uh, you look over and you see that this goblin is standing up on top of this table and he has that staff in his hand and it's just like engulfed in fire and his other hand is completely on fire and he goes 
All right, now you, you guys need to listen up here. If you all knock this shit off right now, we're just trying to have a nice drink. These guys are getting thrown at us, knocking us over. Leave this to the ring. We, you know, you, know, you, you guys, the red strike, you, you guys get out of here. Get, you guys, and you guys stop. Don't throw that. Why did you jump on us? As that happens, Glenn, like after like navigating and pulling uh, Baldor kind of to the bar, Glenn's leaning up against it and he casts blindness on the goblin guy, Fieri. And just like, <laughs> taking, taking a sip and goes, it'd be unfortunate if you couldn't see anything. And cast <laughs> blindness slash deafness. So he has to make a constitution saving throw. This is going to be so bad. <laughs> That's a nat one. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So, uh, Goblin Guy Fieri is blind. Um, it fails. He's blinded for the duration, the duration being a minute. So, a full, what, 10 turns? Um, at the each, end of each of its turns, has constant go. So, he's just blind. Red Room is like crawling he's on all, floor, all floors underneath the tables and is just perched behind Goblin Guy Fieri on all fours, like looking directly at Cosmo. Cosmo um, thinks his eyes with Rangrim and clearly knows what's going on. Oh, this is gonna be so bad, guys. Um, okay. <laughs> so you cast blindness on the goblin and the goblin just starts freaking out like, oh my God, I can't see. Okay, I can't see. Fester, uh, uh, uh. I, I can't see. And he's like, Fester, like the, the, uh, the orc next to them just kind of like, oh. Oh no! And then you see, uh, just as if in slow motion, uh, you see this small goblin. Like you see the the ball of fire in their hand expand, and then they just like kind of looking around as if they don't know what's going on, just hucks it across the room. Um, and you see this just woo, kind of dodgeball sized ball of fire uh, just connect with uh, the 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 bar across the room. Uh, and then the time just freezes for a second, and then everything explodes. Uh, and a, as fireball is cast in the center of this bar. Amazing. Uh, I need you all to make dexterity saving throws. Okay. Everyone needs to make dexterity saving throws. I have to roll for like 45 people. Yeah, oh, just... <laughs> this bar is on fire. There you go. I roll 20. <laughs> 20. Perfect. I shit you not. I rolled a one and a two. Oh, rip. Which gets me all the way to an eight, or sorry, a ten, and that's all I got. Um, uh, you do, you do have your, uh, I believe your evasion, which is going to get you half damage. It's going to half damage it, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's. You're a still going to have have some of that, <laughs> ha- have some of that damage. Yeah, um, it's fireball. <laughs> it doesn't feel good ever. Okay, so, um, this, this, this basically, this place just explodes. Cosmo and Ranger, what did you what did you roll again? Uh, I know Rangram got a, a natural twenty. I rolled a seventeen. Okay, um, you both save. Rangram super saves. Uh, Rangram, you're hiding behind the Guy Fieri uh, Goblin. That Rangram, you don't take any damage from this at all. So I'm gonna roll just a just a, like a butt ton of damage real quick. A handful of dice. It's a hefty, a hefty amount. What is it? Ten d six. Eighty six. Eighty six. Thank you. Okay. Well, I've actually rolled a bunch of ones. Oh boy, good. So that is uh, anyone who didn't save uh, takes a hefty 32 damage. So we'll split that in half uh, for anyone who uh, who didn't uh, uh, who who did make their save. Um, 
Glenn, uh, you are basically blasted kind of like, kind of sideways, uh, smashing against the fireplace. Uh, and then you see poor Reynolds uh, gets just like, who is back behind the bar. You see them get literally, the bar gets torn, like blasted apart and you see them get blasted backwards through the wall and outside. Um, you all, you also see uh, that basically Fester, uh, the, the big orc, uh, they're able to kind of like they're able to save, but they kind of like just put their arms in front of themselves and hold on to it. Uh, the the uh, elves' companion, the the lady, does not uh, save, and she kind of like just is hit like almost directly with that fireball and goes shooting sideways. And uh, similar to uh, our boy Reynolds, goes kind of blasting out sideways out of this building, making a uh, a, a you know person-shaped hole in the wall. Uh, the the elf, uh, who which I really wish I could say their names, but there's no reason to at this point in the RP, uh, it basically is standing there, blasted and scorched. Their uh, their cape is like kind of on fire, but they are like standing there, and in the center of this like fireball, as as the kind of smoke begins to clear, and this place is absolutely the roof is on fire. Everything about this place is on fire. Uh, you see some of the other patrons kind of picking themselves up and are kind of like running from the building. Uh, the uh, the Aarakocra too uh, did she made her save but and was able to kind of like withstand it but she is not uh, having a good time. Um, what are you all doing about the fact that this place is on fire? Uh, uh, Glenn just being heaved against the mantle. Does he see Baldor? What happened to him? Oh yeah, uh, Baldor. That's a good question actually. Roll for uh, Baldor. Roll for Baldor. <laughs> Baldor made a save. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's because he was uh, he was standing kind of like to the side of Glynn when it happened and, and was kind of shielded from the 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 majority of it. Maybe kind of like partially behind the the table and also Glynn, uh, but was kind of smashed between you and the uh, fireplace when you got blasted sideways. It takes okay. a hearty amount of damage and is uh, unconscious. Uh, and the fire is just like the whole bar area. The floor is on fire, the roof is on fire, the walls are on fire, the, the fire is on fire, the chairs are on fire, everything's on fire. All the things are on fire. Okay. Um. Hmm. Uh, Glenn is going to kind of drag Baldor by the collar, run forward, and take his second water bead from the Dust of Dryness. He used two. Rad pop it and like directionally try to just make it 15 foot cube like in front of him towards the exit so like people can okay. use a 15 foot cube exit towards the door i don't know people on the far side of the room what they're gonna do but so i'll say this um i'll say that there is definitely an epicenter of of the fire where from like where the fireball was it's it's bigger than uh you know the 15 foot cube but i'll say that like when you kind of squeeze this this thing and let it off, like I'll say you put out like a good half of the actual like room's fire, like what's actually like and, like this this thing like and just like explodes into a, a geyser of water in every direction, like popping the world's biggest water balloon, uh, and it kind of like soaks the splashed up against the ceiling, putting half the roof out and everything like that, uh, and seems to like have kind of helped the helped put the room out. Um, is the goblin still blind? Is that a concentration or? Oh yeah, you're right. You roll for that. It was a one-minute thing, I thought. It is a one-minute. I don't know how much... Well, I mean, it would have been blinded, then fireball, so it's right. 12 seconds. Uh, that saves. He's still very blind. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so you, you, you make this opening for everyone to be able to leave, uh, and you see that uh, Fester the orc picks up the goblin uh, and also, and, and kind of like, like leads the Aarakocra out uh, towards the front door. Uh, Rangram, Cosmo, what are you doing? Um, is, this, is anything still on fire near Cosmo as he stands behind the goblin? Um, no, I'll say that uh, that side of the room has been uh, quenched. It's more the bar side where the bar was and, and where like Reynolds got blasted out of the room. So the opposite side of the room. Well, well um, uh, that got out of hand, huh? Uh, no hard feelings. And tap him on the shoulder and just run over to wherever Glenn's standing at this moment. Okay, so out, so got, so outside the front door. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, they're kind of you all are kind of in this courtyard then at this point if you've left that building, um, and uh, you're just basically standing there uh, in the in the empty what was called the proving grounds and kind of watching as this half of this building is absolutely on fire, um, and so like I guess a minute goes by or a, a, like and the uh, the goblin's like okay. But once, once, yeah, the fight had ended, he definitely would have dropped the, the blindness. Once all the groups were outside, we were just waiting for the fire to go away. Okay, uh, listen, listen. I, 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 I may have overreacted a little bit. I, I can fix this. And he, he kind of, he, he starts, uh, he, he kind of pulls out his, um, like a different wand. Uh, and you can see it's kind of like has this uh, kind of like frost emanating off of the tip of it. Uh, and he goes inside and is kind of like pointing it towards the front door. And you can see that there's like this frost energy that seems to emanate from the wand tip. And he's able to kind of like spray down uh, this, the rest of this building that the remainder of the building, I'll say that a good third of the building, especially on the bar side is burnt away. Um, but within like a couple minutes, he's able to put out the rest of this fire. And uh, this, it's just kind of a smoking uh, mess at this point and there are uh, a couple guards that seem to be kind of like coming up to kind of inspect what's going on uh as the goblin comes back out of the whatever putting out the fire you know and he's just like well it's all fun and games i guess till someone casts fireball uh, i mean yeah yeah not for nothing but I, it's kind of something that uh i, I yeah, it's not something that happens quickly or that often but uh you know when you get blinded you just gotta do what you gotta do um i'm we're gonna Fester, let's get let's hoof it. Like we don't want to be here when this happens. And uh, he's like, you uh, you see the Aarakocra and the uh, orc kind of take off uh, out kind of to the left around where your cart was, which your cart was actually very close to this fire. Uh, so luckily it was put out. Um, but they kind of take off into the woods through the proving grounds uh, away from the way the guards are running in, uh, leaving you all there kind of standing in the middle of this courtyard. Uh, yeah, as as they start to dish out um Glenn's like already guiding Baldor and just looks at the guys like uh yeah we might actually want to take a quick little stroll to uh maybe go set up camp and make it look like we've been there a while and just starts guiding Baldor towards like the the cart and does exactly that just starts to make it look like they've been there a while <laughs> okay um Rangram Cosmo what are you doing Cosmo um Clearly, this was not his intention by any means, and suddenly feeling bad for the fact that Reynolds' bar has been torched. Um, I don't even know if Reynolds is alive. Uh, yeah, actually, he would have gone back in looking for him uh, once the fire was out. Like he would have kind of. Okay. Um, what uh, what is what is Rangrim doing? Uh, Rangrim would like after dusting himself off, is like 
ripping off a piece of his like tattered black cloth and like stuffing it in his nostrils because assuming he's like he got punched in the face several times, nose was bleeding, and sees Cosmo like running back in. Like, what are you doing? What are you? Where are you going? Oh. And then he's like looking to the cart where Glenn's going, and to Cosmo, and he goes to the cart. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Cosmo, you, you go back inside and you see that, uh, you can see that this, uh, elven figure is kind of like picking up their, their companion and they're just kind of looking at, at you with like this absolute hatred in their face. And they kind of step through one of the holes in the wall, uh, leading their companion out of it. Um, that is absolutely unconscious, uh, and like leads her out through one of the holes in the wall, uh, and, heads down the street away from this this mess um and as they're leaving uh you see that the back of their cloak uh you uh you would recognize this and and i you could probably communicate it to glenn um but i assume that glenn would have probably communicated what he had seen on that um on orcs uh like attire earlier in the day um but you see that there is very clearly an, uh, the remainder of an RS that is uh, inscribed into the back of what is not burned away on the back of that cloak uh, on that elf's, uh, on that elf's like cape behind them. Uh, and so, yeah, they head away and you kind of see that as they're leaving. Um, and then you see like, you see through the smoke uh, and this big hole in the back of the, uh, you know, where the bar was and where the, basically the back wall is burned away. You just see a sprawled, uh, a sprawled half work, uh, just kind of like absolutely crumpled uh, on the ground. Um, I run over to, uh, check the body. Okay. Roll me a medicine check. Mm, I don't know how this pans out, but probably not good. Um, medicine would have been a five. Okay, uh, you get to them and you can just like, you can tell that they are absolutely like very, very, very close to death. Like they, uh, okay. if this was a person who was rolling, had been rolling death saves, uh, they had rolled two out of the three of those so far. Um, okay, then uh, recognizing again that he's unconscious, um, Cosmo will use his lay on hands like, um, more, yes. That's mm -hmm. not again, but more to kind of bring him back to... Okay. Uh, yeah. So how, how much would that heal? Um, I guess, um, I have plenty. Uh, I can do, we'll start with 10 and see if okay. he comes to, um, so Reynolds kind of like, doesn't react at first and you're kind of worried like, Oh, was I like too late? And then they kind of let out like a really raspy cough and like, you know, comical smoke comes out of their uh, out of their mouth as they're uh, kind of coughing uh, <clears throat> oh my <sighs> you're way too ugly to be uh, my god so I must not have died from that right well that was uh, a little close for, for comfort there he was nearly a goner one more save and he would have been headed on to the afterlife yeah <sighs> And he like looking past and seeing his bar and this is like, he just faints <laughs> again and passes right back out. Um, and as they pass out, uh, Cosmo, you uh, feel the, uh, you feel the point of a couple uh, swords uh, in your back and you hear uh, a couple voices at once say, Halt, 
you're under the rest in the name of the Rockdale Guard. And that's where we're going to end this session tonight. Nice. R.I.P. Cosmo. It's nice to own you. Uh, I kind of half expected Cosmo to take the fall for that, but that's fine. Sort of maybe started a good portion of it, but it was well, I did not. well warranted. I did not cast Fireball. <laughs> it's not that you didn't start the fight. It's that you didn't cast Fireball. <laughs> that, you that is some Glenn logic right there. <laughs> <laughs>